A brilliant conversationalist is one who talks to others about themselves. A bore is one who talks to others about himself. And a yenta is someone who talks to anyone about anyone. Ah, the doleful yenta, the gossip. Though not held in high regard, finds a particular currency in a forthcoming Torah portion in four or five weeks that will be read in, during Passover, or right after Passover, actually, Tazria. But given the themes of that festival of purity of our homes, uh, and in fact, the current political situation of the name-calling and the, the new lows that political candidates seem to be achieving uh, in denigrating and deprecating one another, I thought that this uh, might be a subject that would be worth hearing about as we begin to reflect on, again, the purity of the forthcoming holiday of Passover. Tazri is actually concerned with contagious diseases that affect people and their homes. Uh, and this is uh, certainly a, a good jumping off point, again, to talk about personal purity. Tazria specifically mentions in great detail, more than you would ever care to, which is why if your Torah portion is from that section about uh, leprosy, which is the way we translate Tazria, uh, you have a bit of a problem in trying to make some meaning out of it. And the rabbis have struggled with this uh, over the centuries. Every commentator has suggested that Sa'arat is not about physical disease, uh, but it's rather about a spiritual affliction, an affliction known as Lashon Hara. In broad strokes, it includes the careless or malicious repeating of either truthful or false information that may or may not be derogatory or damaging to the one being spoke of. In other words, you could even tell the truth about somebody, and that is verboten. Jewish law categorically prohibits public humiliation of another human being and suggests that public shame is the equivalent of murder. Our tradition has little use for careless speech or slanderous gossip about either the living and especially about the dead who can't defend themselves. Thus, the term Shmirat Halashon warns, guard your tongue against speaking ill of others. It is a disease not of the body, it is a disease of the soul, one that has the power to destroy friendships, marriages, ruin business relationships, and embitter family members. And we clergy very often have to run interference uh, when those situations arise uh, among families either celebrating or mourning uh, a, uh, the, the loss of a loved one or celebrating a wedding. So dangerous did the rabbis consider this loathsome disease that they included it in 10 sins of, the, of speech among the 44 sins from which worshipers ask forgiveness on Yom Kippur, recognizing that it causes triple damage to the speaker, to the listener, and to the object of the colony. So serious did the rabbis take the matter of evil talk that they actually considered it greater than the most repulsive categories of forbidden sin, idolatry, sexual impropriety, and the taking of innocent life. 
Tazria is concerned with ritual impurity caused by contact with a dead body, by being afflicted with Tazria, leprosy, which is now called Hansen's disease. Pollution by body discharges mostly notably flows from reproductive organs or contact with a postpartum woman. Such contact disqualifies a person from approaching the sanctuary. The cleansing purification rituals for individuals as well as for polluted houses are described in greater detail than one would ever care to uh, read. Now the English language has 600,000 living words and the average person has a vocabulary of only a thousand words and knows but seldom utilizes another 500 words, so that's 1,500 uh, in our universe. It's important to take mind of the fact that it only takes a few words to do damage uh, as such writers as Carl Sandburg have cautioned. Look out how you use proud words. When you let proud words go, it's not easy to call them back. They wear long boots, hard boots. They walk off proud and they can't hear you calling. Look out how you use proud words. Sandberg, of course, was not alone in scorning gossip. For example, the mock turtle in Alice in Wonderland put this failing into succinct words when he outlined Wonderland's arithmetic curriculum. Ambition, distraction, uglification, and derision. French philosopher Pascal declared, if all men knew what each said of the other, there would not be four friends in the entire world. <laughs> Zechariah complained, the prophet, that when friends gosh, gossip about one another, he said, I was wounded in the house of my friends. The rabbis reframed the word Mitzorah, which is actually the next Torah portion after Tazria. They're both so concerned with this ritual impurity that in short years we uh, lump them together. <coughs> they reframe the word Mitzorah to mean Motzi Shem Ra, one who blackens another's name. In broad strokes, it includes careless, malicious, repeating of truthful or false information, as I've mentioned, that, again, may or may not be derogatory to the one being spoken of and is actually defined in four separate categories. And we've really parsed this down pretty carefully. First is Lashon Hara, evil or careless repeating of truthful information that, again, is derogatory or damaging to others. Next is Rechilut, malicious repeating of gossip that, even if not derogatory, can cause ill will or animosity. Did you see so-and-so go out of so-and-so's home? Truthful statement? Boy, could that unleash a big problem. Motsi Shemra, public humiliation or character assassination, the slanderous spreading of false, malicious, or derogatory information. And finally, Sinat Chinam, gratuitous hatred, haughty words that deprecate the speaker and his community. These loathsome, contagious diseases metaphorically transformed leprosy into something to be spoken of with greater interest 
than the overbearing descriptions of ooze and pus. And that is why Leviticus cautions, do not go down as a talebearer among your people. The seemingly uninteresting portion of Tazria has produced an outpouring of comments and guidance best remembered in Psalms, a terse statement that says, guard your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceitfully. The major emphasis, of course, of Yom Kippur, the confession of sin, is one in which we ask for these sins, for forgiveness from these sins of speech. The comment, death and life are in the power of tongue, of the tongue, strikes close to the heart because the worst pain or indignity that most people ever suffer are cruel words that we wished we could later take back. Unfortunately, people never seem to learn that Lashon Hara, evil speech, cannot be retracted, as the author of Midrash Tanhuma illustrated by the fact, by suggesting that an arrow is actually a more potent weapon than a sword, because if a person draws a sword to kill someone, the victim's plea for mercy can convince the would-be killer to relent and to replace his sword into his sheath. But once a marksman has released his arrow, it cannot be recalled even if he wishes to do so. And the author of Midrash Tankuma uh, comments, Lashon Hara is an arrow. Words, proud or otherwise, can caress or kill, soothe or comfort, hurt or heal. Jewish tradition goes to great length to caution against Lashon Hara, evil language, because a few ill-timed or misused words has the power to end friendship, demolish reputations, destroy marriages, ruin business relationships, and embitter family members. Words can damage the, in the innocent and destroy the blameless. Thus, Jewish law suggests that public humiliation, either through careless speech or slanderous gossip is again the equivalent of murder and more horrific than the most repulsive categories of sin. Today, gossip and slander have been transformed into an art form in our peep show culture, where people thrive on sensationalism and titillating stories that both invade the privacy of public and private figures figures who try to keep ahead of the speeding paparazzi, who long for a snapshot, a news clip, a hot rumor, who need tabloid newspapers to demonstrate and to amplify uh, their sensationalism. The current political climate is absolutely distressing to me. The candidates calling each other Etch-a-sketch, or I could just go through the whole list. That's just one that comes to mind. It's kind of a kiss-and-tell-all reality show in which cheaters are on the ascendancy in our society, transforming gossip uh, into something that we almost become immune to. We hear it so often. An exhaustive catalog of these behaviors was written by Philip Roth in Operation Shylock. It is, he said... The whispering campaign that cannot be stopped, rumors it's impossible to quash, besmirchment from which you will never be cleansed, 
slanderous stories to belittle your professional qualifications, derisive reports of your business deceptions and your perverse aberrations, outraged polemics denouncing your moral failings, misdeeds and faulty character traits, your shallowness, your vulgarity, your cowardice, your avarice, your indecency, your falselessness, your selfishness, your treachery, derogatory information, defamatory, excuse me, defamatory statements, insulting witticisms, dispar it goes on and on, disparaging anecdotes, idle mockery, bitchy chatter, malicious absurdities, galling wisecracks, fantastic lies. Lashon Harahi concludes of such spectacular dimensions that it is guaranteed not only to bring on fear, distress, disease, spiritual isolation, and financial loss, but to significantly shorten life. They will, he finally says, make a shambles of the position that you have worked nearly 60 years to achieve. No area of your life will go uncontaminated. And if you think that it is an exaggeration, you are deficient in a sense of reality. The volume and the weight of this extended comment ought to be enough to give any individual an opportunity to pause the next time the opportunity arises for careless or planned comments about another human being. Indeed, words proud or otherwise hurt or heal. When I was a, a young rabbi, I had the privilege to uh, know Rick Hontour and comedian Sam Levinson as a friend. I once complained to him about someone who was saying hurtful things, and without missing a beat, he said, the first screw to get loose in somebody's head is the one that holds the tongue in place. <laughs> he was a great guy. A loose tongue does seem to be connected to a loose screw in the brain, because though uh, those who uh, wish to be telling or listening to Lashon Hara are lacking something serious, moral fiber and character. Again, Jewish tradition goes to great lengths to caution against Lashon Hara, evil language for a good reason. And we should be mindful of this, even though it's so easy to forget when we interact with family, friends, and neighbors. Shabbat Shalom. That's